0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Today we'll be um previewing the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Our uh, previous episode was the Central, so go check that out if you haven't already. Um as we did last time, we'll be joined by Dovey Goldman. How are we doing, uh Dovey? How you hope you had a good weekend?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um Excited to keep um, preparing for the season. Um, do you have any drafts coming up uh, this week?
0: Um, not this week. It's Monday. Yeah, right before.
1: Um, oh, right before. Yeah, helping a buddy out with the draft tonight, and then may have some stuff later on in the week.
0: Are you in a? Are you in a league as well? Then?
1: Um, I'm not right now in any leagues. Um, my friends are not so focused on uh fancy hockey, but um i'm you know i'm i'm browsing i'm looking you know see if there's anything uh anything that interests me
0: yeah, I would suggest uh well d f s of course and then maybe underdog mm-hmm. i don't know i've never done underdog hockey, but um that could be some options there could be some options and then similar to how I handle baseball, I just join random league if. None of my friends want to do it. Um, Right. Yeah. So we'll just jump right into it. Like I said, the Pacific is uh, next up on the to-do list, and pretty interesting group of teams. A couple pretty easy ones to predict, but uh, we'll start at the top as you know the uh, from the standings of how they ended last year. Um, Vegas wins the cup. Um, and not a whole lot of changes. They lose Riley Smith to Pittsburgh. Um, that's not like the not a huge subtraction. He was an OG misfit, of course, um, was there since the beginning of that franchise. So um, I'm sure they're sad to see him leave, but uh, I think they're they're pretty happy with the continuity involved um, with their. 2023-2024 season around the around the corner. So um, continuity, I think, is huge for a defending champ, uh, of course. But do you think they'll be as good or finish in a uh, similar spot next year?
1: Do I think they'll be as good? No, I don't. I don't think they're going to be as good. Um, like, I think that the, there's a few things with the team. That um, they they chronically are overachievers. Um, I think age is definitely going to start becoming more of a factor as you know, Peter Angelo is thirty three, uh, Stones you know definitely not a beacon of health. Uh, Marcia's thirty two and a year away from you uh free agency. Um, I think the mo- one of the most interesting things about Vegas is what is the deal with their goaltending? Because they have Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill both who were good. But are they, you know, uh, perennial Vezina candidates or anything like that? I think they're serviceable and their defense is good, so it works. But are they going to be able to continue to exceed expectations the way they did last year? Um, I don't think so. I think Eden Hill is a career, you know, backup 1B who just emerged from their goaltending up to lead them to a cup like I don't think he's worth $5 million or so approximately on the cap in the next few years. Like I think that's going to hamper their ability to improve their roster. Um, I, I do have a question for you is that do you think Robin Leonard is ever going to play another game for them?
0: Uh, I don't. Um, you do not? No, I, I think they, I think they saw what they had in this, t- this current tandem and I think they like it better than what Leonard was, um, Leonard, of course, had a, a good stretch there. I think it was like two years ago, but um, I think that time has passed and they're ready, they're ready to move on. Um, I'll also ask you do, you, do you think there's a better chance that they miss the playoffs? or?
1: No, I, they're, they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're, they're, they're good enough they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to win the division, but they'll be in the two or the three three slot. It's really going to be dependent on are any of the other teams in the division capable and are they actually going to step up and wrestle away the division away from them? Um, like I do, I, I happen to think there are a couple of teams who I think very strongly could, um, and we'll get to that. Um, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't think Vegas is going to be as good as you know, they are last year. You know, if, uh, you want to bet, you know, on their point totals from last year, I would take the under, um, wins or goalie wins or anything like that i'm just like not hot on them and part of it could be my bias against it you know i have a friend you know childhood friend who's from vegas and you know we we, we we always you know we 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 you know uh we we chip we chip for each other but also i just don't think that the management style is conducive to having year-over-year success now this is the first year where they haven't made ma- massive changes which i think is very interesting because you can go year-over-year they've always made the bit like the big sexy move Oh uh, bring in peter angelo bring in mark stone bring um you know retain retaining alec martinez and all, all of these different things but okay. this year everything is virtually unchanged so i think that's an interesting change for this vegas fan base uh, to say oh like is isn't a new guy who's jersey we could buy i mean like max comp was on a pto and i think that that could actually work out quite well i think that it was a mistake for anaheim to just let him go um he seems to be a semi-talented player definitely could be a middle six winger with you know some bite but it doesn't seem that they really felt you know they, they went with the opinion of if it ain't broke don't fix it um and frankly i think that there's holes in this roster that Possibly are going to require fixing, especially with the health concerns of the team.
0: Yeah, I do, I can't argue that, and I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm in lockstep with regression and health and age. I do wonder if I I saw Dorfay of I don't know if you are familiar with that name, but um, I was mm-hmm. a fan of when he played uh, limited opportunities, but he made the most of them, and I think he should get a crack at this lineup. Um, I think he's better than Cotter. Uh, so, I, um, if Cotter has to be on the yeah, line, well, maybe a force. Yeah, Yeah,
1: like they have other guys, too, who, like, they're not everyday <laughs> guys. Like, I don't think Brett Howden's an everyday player for them. William Carrier probably yeah. is neither. He should be able to carve out a role if he's able to step up to the challenge. Um, uh, and, um, you know, I think that it's very interesting, you know. It seems that the team... You know, they've been drafting, you know, Vegas, this is now their seventh season in the league, so they should have guys coming along, but it doesn't seem like they do, so I think that that's eventually, maybe maybe not this year because, you know, they're on that Stanley Cup high, but there will have to be, you know, some sort of discussion at some point of, are they drafting and developing NHL players or not? Right. Uh, it's like you know another thing, to like because the way you you can buy buy your way to a championship with smart savvy moves. The way to continue to follow that Tampa model of oh we're going back to back, we're a perennial contender, we're going to be in the final four year over year is develop your own guys. And right now, like I'm on cap friendly, I'm looking at their roster, go through their forwards, trade trade expansion expansion trade 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 signed expansion trade. Then you have two guys who were drafted. That that's not enough. You you got you got to have more. And in their defense, too, one guy drafted, Nick Hague, not enough. They they need to they need guys to graduate from Henderson and make an impact on this lineup. It doesn't need to be a top six role or a top four D guy, but it needs to be there. Otherwise, they're going to fall just because of age and contracts and things like that.
0: No, absolutely, and. Yeah, there's simply just a uh, kind of a barren black hole of top end prospects that could have an impact sooner than later. So, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. concern, but uh, in terms of current
1: media future, uh, yeah, media
0: future nothing. fantasy um got some good options and definitely a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't see them repeating. Um We, we can move
1: on they lost five the days Brasois. Who was good for them too? I mean, they don't really they they had too many goalies, but he was very good for them.
0: Yeah, no, he was he's quality. Um, where did he end up going again?
1: He went back to Winnipeg.
0: Right. No, that's solid. Um, for Winnipeg, it's a hella book. Um,
1: yeah, as we we talked about last week.
0: Yeah, but that's a good tandem, uh, Winnipeg. But anyway, back to Vegas, and then back to, um the Pacific, we can move on to Edmonton who will probably is a good bet to challenge for that top, of uh, finish in the Pacific. Um, they added Connor Brown. Um, they re-signed Boucher, or Bouchard and, um, who else did they take care of? Um, I'm blanking on who they signed. Uh,
1: before brought in some some depth guys on ptos um no uh, Connor brown you mentioned um and um there's isn't was he brought in or was he there last year i don't honestly remember they have adam ernie and sam gania on ptos who are, i actually think both of those guys are going to make the team just because they're both quality guys I mean, unless, uh, like, a prospect like Elaine Patterson or Raphael Lavoie, um, you know, battle for that spot and win it. Um, Like, I really believe that both of those guys um, have, like, particularly Adam Ernie, I think, could be, you know, a good third-line depth scorer for them. Um, Just one more. Did, Did Matthias Janmark, I think they brought in? No.
0: Uh yeah, he was yeah he's on the third line or projected third line but right. uh, yeah they brought in well no Jan Mark was already there I guess Jan um, yeah, Mark
1: was already there thought he was on Dallas all right my bad
0: no it's all uh, good it was at, yeah Dallas and Vegas but I can't remember what he was on last but yeah I think he was on there via pickup. In the middle of the season last year, um,
1: yeah, he signed a one year last year. Just you know, season put together. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so so like with Abington, is the goaltending gonna be fine? You think you think Campbell is gonna do anything? Like, I think that's like the question mark for most of the teams that are in the discussion in the Pacific is the goaltending. Yeah.
0: Um. I don't see it as a strength. Uh, everyone just assumes Campbell's going to rebound, but um, I don't, I could see a little bit of progression, but not enough to, you know, warrant, not enough. That's going to be like, yeah, that contract was worth it. You know, it was just a down year. I mean, it was a horrible year. Um, mm-hmm. He did okay. Uh, when he came in, and it was, it was relief uh, in the playoffs, but um yeah, it's a weird situation. I mean, Skinner's okay. He's—I don't think he's a number one. Um, he's passable. He's probably—he's an, an ideal backup for like a actual contender or um, one B. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see this for them. Um, and neither is their defense.
1: Well, with their defense, Broberg is—he. It's time for him to make an impact, or you're—you're you're not a guy. Like he's a four, top ten pick in 2018, I think. Um, like you, you, you got or 2019, like you, you've been you've been playing in semi-pro or in the pros for four years as a top ten pick. Uh, if, if and it seems like he's close, so that could definitely help shore up their you know four, five, six if you uh, inject that into the lineup. Because I, I I remember watching Vincent Deary last year in against Los Angeles, and that was brutal to watch. Like, there were points where they were short to, like, a four-man defense in these, like, long games because um, Jay Woodcroft just didn't trust his bottom 2D. So I think that definitely needs to be addressed. I I don't think the defense looks as bad, or is as bad as it looks. Um, It really also, Darnell Nurse needs to be better. And we know he's capable of it. Do we? Um, yeah, he's he, he I, was he overpaid the second that he signed that nine plus million dollar contract long term? Yes, but he definitely was a quality defenseman, you know, can put up points, can defend to some degree, um, is physical. He definitely was worth, I would say, when he signed the contract, like seven between seven and eight. Um, and just he's just overpaid now, but he he's still like he's not super old, he's only 28, like he should be able to have a couple more good years left of being a very solid two or three defenseman. And uh, he hasn't played to that standard, so it seems. Um, so I do think that that's something that definitely if they want to be a perennial contender, if they want to take the division of Omegus. Darnell Nurse needs to step up.
0: But their expectation is a cup, and that D group is not going to get it done.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, I mean, unless their plan is to completely outscore their problems, which... They can't. Could work, maybe.
0: They tried that already. It
1: definitely work in the regular season.
0: Right, but again, like, good fantasy... Nurse is a great fantasy D-man, but in the playoffs, mm. he's not the answer. The bottom six is not the answer. I see a lot of holes as far as mm. cup contention. I would pick them to take the Pacific Division, but not. I would not put any money down as a cup winner.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I don't think they're going to win the division. Oh, um, really? No, I do not. Um, I mean, I do think that there's so many quality guys for fantasy here. Like Connor Brown and Connor McDavid were line mates together in Lake Erie ten years ago, and they were dynamite. And you put Zach Hyman on the left wing. You know that's Austin Matthews's old line. You know they're definitely old friends. You know um, that that line could be unbelievable, and that frees up Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle and Kane and all of their other guys to be players. And not have to face top cont- competition. I I love the addition, and and a little bit they're saying screw the cap in subsequent years because there's you know, three three plus million dollars in perf- performance bonuses for Connor Brown, so that they're just totally kicking the can down the road. But I would say that. That could really look really strong. Like, you know, Connor Brown and, and Zach Hyman's already, you know, a very valuable fantasy player for all of the different things that he does, as I'm sure you've you've noticed in previous years. Connor Brown, he, he hasn't been healthy the past couple of years for for the most part. I would look at him to have a massive year. Like if you go and grab him, you know, you know, ninth, tenth round. I, I don't know, maybe I'm totally off on that based off of what the ADPs are, but he could ha- he could win you a league. That's how good he's going to be because he's going to go and he's going to earn a massive contract next year, provided he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, those are my two big, well, two big uh, question marks would be yeah, health, and then I mean he's topped out at like forty three points,
1: now he has more than that. I think he has more than that, but you know, just to confirm that. Um, oh wow, he only has forty three points. Wow. Yeah, I I thought he for sure would have had more. I mean, it, look, if you go through his stats in Erie when McDavid was there, his final year, one hundred and twenty-eight points.
0: But that was ten years ago in juniors.
1: <laughs> yep, that was ten years ago in juniors. But he's playing with McDavid's only gotten better, and he, like he definitely could go. He'll get. I th- I think he'll get like sixty-five points. I think that's, twenty-five goals. I
0: think, yeah, I think that's reasonable.
1: Like I think there's there's real value there. Sure. it's about where you get, it's about where you get the guys and, you know, what you do with them as much as who you have.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think you're right on as far as the value. I was just pointing out that it's, you could like, don't, uh, you don't like expect like 70 plus, like 70, 80 points from the guy, like a point per, a point per game guy. I think that's a little, especially with Hyman there too. Um, right. And then the power, their heavy power play, who knows if Conor Brown will be on that power play. I would assume he'll get a shot, you know, net front kind of bumper guy. But uh, we'll see. I think, yeah, the, it's a top-heavy team. They have been, and it's been enough for the regular season. It'd be interesting what kind of moves they do in season. I saw today uh, they're in the market to possibly get Hellebuck, uh, Pesci, Brett Pesci from Carolina. Uh, travis connecting, so
1: mm-hmm. those are all the impact additions connecting is not really needed though in my opinion no It'll just I, be adding strengthening the strength
0: yeah would you how would you rank those needs would you put goalie or defense first
1: Def, defense the most because a good a very strong decor can hide the weaknesses of a goaltender and campbell definitely I can say watching him for a year and a half of being the starter in Toronto, if he has a good decor and his D is playing well, it can, he's a lot calmer. He's a lot more confident. If things are more rocky and, you know, he could rise to the challenge, but he could also totally fall flat in his face and lose you games. Yeah. Which is what happened last year for them. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of bets that I saw just that, so you know, that, um, you know caught my eye mcdavid to score 150 points this year is plus 400 which is it you know like a lock no but at four to one odds i think that that's something definitely feasible um and also you could bet him to score seven points in any game throughout the season which that's you know it's a little bit more of a long shot at six to one but like you know it'd just be one of those things you know to throw throw some bucks on it you know just to it could happen. Uh, but the more crazy bet that I saw, which I'm surprised the odds are this high, Evan Bouchard to win the Norris at 50 to 1. Um, and that power play is historically amazing. And he's the guy. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it. He's definitely competing with some heavyweights in Yossi right. and um, Haskinen and Fox and Makar. But he, he's he's playing with possibly the greatest player of all time. He's playing with, you know, the guy who metaphorically can, you know, walk on water, but, you know, we're talking about ice and skates. Um, he, he, he can do a lot, and as long as he's there, he has a nice shot, he can pass, he has a good vision, and he can defend. I really think that, you know, looking six months down the line, we could really be talking about Evan Bouchard in strong contention for the Norris. Uh, especially if you know those other guys Yossi and Makar and Fox and Haskinen who all have some degree of health challenges uh which Evan Bouchard I do not believe does so I really like that as a massive breakout contender and to fantasy as well you can get Evan Bouchard you know in the sixth seventh eighth round I would pull the trigger because I think he could really be an impact strong player for you
0: yeah no all good points and that 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 bet is I think worth sprinkling something on, especially and that McDavid one is is a fun one. Um well both Mm -hmm. both McDavid. Seven points in a game would be hilarious. Um
1: and not not be like going back to the eighties.
0: Yeah. If there's a guy who can do it, it's him. So
1: yeah.
0: Um so um we'll probably project more in detail. But okay, so you don't have them winning the Pacific possibly the Kings or no?
1: Kings are the team that I like to win the division. Wow. Okay. Um, I really think that you just go through this roster and it's just loaded. It's 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 really like the goaltending is a little suspect in Phoenix Copley. Yeah. But it, I don't care because that defense is good enough to mask up to mask their issues and they're going to upgrade it again for sure. Like I have close to no doubt in my mind. It's really strong. You go through, like, there, is, is Quinton Byfield going to be their fourth-line center? Because that's insane. Um, um, like, they have Deneau, Dubois, and Kokotar ahead of him. So either he's playing the wing, which is an embarrassment of riches, or, you know, maybe Jared Anderson, Dolan, or um, Grundstrom is going to play the center spot, which with Trevor Lewis maybe, but, like, I'm sorry, like the you go through this forward group and it's just loaded beyond. You know, like Victor Arvidsson is going to be playing on the third line for them at wing, probably. Like I, it's it's hilarious to me. It's just hilarious, and their defense is also really really good. You know, you have Brand Clark is going to be. he yeah. the, the reason they threw Sean Dershey was, you know, they had to just give him away for basically nothing, just a second round pick or so. The Brand Clark, who's possibly the best prospect, the best defender outside the NHL. He's he's cooked and he's ready to go. Um, And, you know, the goaltending Talbot Talbot could perform and do something. I don't think he was, you know, he didn't sink Ottawa season last year. And him and Copley, uh, they're not they're not going to be that contenders. They're not going to be all stars. Are they going to put up about a nine and nine oh five, nine hundred or nine oh five save percentage, two and a half to two point seven five goals against. Yeah, I think so. And that's going to be enough to win them win them the division, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I guess Talbot was dreadful, but he was not good
1: last year. And also Ottawa's defense wasn't good. Like, this is a massive upgrade for Talbot. Yeah. Talbot was good on Minnesota a year and a half ago before he got traded. Yeah. To Ottawa. And that's because Minnesota's defense was strong at defending.
0: I see Byfield as a wing right now. And Lazat being that bottom line center. Mm
1: Um. Even and I, so, that's really strong. Yeah. He'd be a third line setter for 25 other teams, probably.
0: Yeah. I think they want Byfield to be that Lardy role. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can do it. I think. He, for sure. I, I thought he would, I thought he had more points than I, than he ended up having just because uh, the guy creates space, he creates scoring chances, but. Uh, you know, just for whatever reason, the puck goes one extra guy, that kind of situation. Um, I think he's also a good value fantasy player. Um, sure, yeah. is also another guy I would keep my eye on mm-hmm. for value. Um, but, you know, was buried in the bottom six last year. It gets elevated role probably. Um, and then um, Trevor Moore battled health, uh, but was pretty strong early on in the season.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I with Trevor Moore, I think he's a good player, and he has worked out in Los Angeles. But I think that the, you just look at their depth in the minors of these are the guys who are ready to go. They're coming. Turcotte, Turcotte's a you know, lottery pick from a few years ago. He should be was maybe he was fifth overall. Even like he, he was really a, a, a high pedigree prospect. Who should be ready? And LeFerrier, they just signed out of college. Who I think he was like in talks, like, they were like, oh, are we playing him in the playoffs? And I'm like looking through who they have. And like, there's a bunch of guys who, like, they, sh- like, five guys on this roster could get injured and they could still have an unbelievable roster based off of who they, who I see. And like, I don't think that any other team in the league, Tampa, Vegas, Colorado, can compete with the depth that the Kings have. They just need to protect their goaltenders, and they're frankly going to upgrade it. So for me, they're winning the division, and I saw the odds. You know, late last week when I was researching this, uh, plus four fifty, like four and a half to one to win the division, and to win the conference at seven fifty plus, uh, like seven, seven, seven point five to one. I'm not doing that. And what?
0: Well, no. No way.
1: Well, let, let's say they win the division. What team in the Central do you think is better? Colorado? Dallas?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them will be better. But, I mean, they have – I guess that's not a terrible bet because they're in a weaker division. They would probably rack up more points.
1: Yeah. That, that That in and of itself definitely swings some value that way.
0: So yeah, I guess if you if you do feel strongly about the Kings, you might as well put some down for the conference. Um, I I'm just a little wary because of that goaltending situation.
1: Um, Unless but, you look at Copley's numbers from last year, and like he I was like, good,
0: I like it. Yeah, he was good. I just hope, and I think it can translate. And I do agree with the depth. Um, I'm curious about the Trevor Lewis thing though. I mean, it's a fourth line guy. So who cares? But,
1: Your locker room guy probably will play for it between forty and fifty games. Also, there's injuries and stuff like that. Like, uh, like I'm sure he's there. Also, like he was, he's for the most part, he played with the Kings most of his career. This is probably like you know him coming back. Maybe he's trying to win, win a cup or something. Another sure. cup, I guess I should say. Right. Um, like before he was Daryl Sutter's guy. Yeah. Uh, like he fought he followed him to. Uh, to Calgary and he was in Winnipeg. I'm pretty sure last year, um, like he's probably you know, just like you know, kind of like the Ryan Reeves you know that Toronto signed or you know the Patrick Maroons. Sure, he's you know a grinder.
0: Yeah. Um, last couple questions I guess would be: Do you do you think Clark moves up into like a power play spot, like a second power play spot, or does or are they going to probably um, Roy and, I and- mean,
1: I, I think that he's right now third in the rankings for me. Uh, and it's re- like, I don't think Gavrikov really a power play guy, uh, but he did in Columbus, not, not like two years ago. Yeah. Like he, it seems like he, he had some elevated 33 points in the 21, 22 season. Um, but like, I, I think Clark could very quickly ascend the ladder. Um. D- dowdy i'm sure will have something to say about it uh yeah. he, he seems to be fairly outspoken um but like he's their future right and like I, I could see even like oh the power play goes cold for five games uh well brand clark practicing with the top power play i
0: don't know about the top i think dowdy probably has that pretty you know grat- uh from from grasp on that still he he's still skating well good shot good uh power play general um Second part.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if they try to move down. Not like this year, maybe like next off season. Like he's thirty three, has three more years after this one at eleven million dollars. It's only a modified no trade. Um, like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't fall over in my chair if you know maybe he was like you know okay you know like he would if he would move. Yeah
0: be a little surprising
1: um for sure it would be surprising because dowdy's been a king for 15 years almost right i think this is a 15th season but i do think that rob blake is probably looking for some flexibility especially looking at all the guys who he needs to sign next year matt roy matt roy is a free agent uh both his goaltenders are ufas if he likes them a bunch of prospects byfield's an rfa kaliev's an rfa uh, three guys with arbitration rights at RFA Arvidsson, if they let, want to keep him as a UFA like they need they need to find some wiggle room somewhere and Dowdy could be the sacrificial lamb
0: maybe yeah maybe just calls it a career
1: <laughs> no uh, no way 3 33 million on the table i mean i don't know what the
0: the structure oh. <laughs> is
1: for the contract but never mind yeah uh, I, I can't see that happening yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's eleven. It's eleven million in base salary, year over year. Like, there's no way he's leaving thirty-three million on the table. To no probably. There.
0: No, no. But yeah, uh, he's sounds foolish. Like a big, big year for a bunch of guys, uh, which should elevate the play. Um. Okay. Um. I don't have them
1: winning just, the division. You know,
0: yeah, went the division, but I, I'm f- fully expecting them to make the playoffs, obviously. And I think it it's so hard to. I, I think another deep team here is Seattle. Um, or yeah, what do you
1: yeah I, Seattle was. They were a pleasant surprise last year um and I think that they definitely they're the other team that I picked that you know that I had they're more of a long shot to win the division and you're like I know you're like what to win the division but if Shane Wright actually establishes himself as an NHL player they're 11 to 1 to win the division and they were really good last year they have you know Grubauer and Drieser put to play goal to put to play goalie and I think that once again it's kind of you know the slightly better version of what LA has and also significantly more expensive um but like Vince Dunn was amazing last year like I was as a Leafs fan I was like working you know fancy trades to like you know like hypotheticals like oh let's trade Nylander for Vince Dunn or you know like because like he's really really good and you know they have lots of other quality bringing in Brian Dumoulin um and, you know, Tolvinen came in last year. Kiyamamoto, I'm sure, is going to have a better season than he did last year. Um, they lack the star on offense. And they really need Shane Wright or Matty Beniers to just emerge and be a player. Like, Jeremy McCann's a phenomenal second-line center. Andy Gord also could fill in that second-line center. But I think he's more – like, those two probably, you know, could share the responsibility, you know, and put – York or James Schwartz or Aberlay on that line. Um, but like they need one of the other one of their two first round picks to really step up. That's really like the only thing that they need. Otherwise, they're gonna have to go and they're gonna have to trade for a guy or sign a guy. And right now their cap space um, is about a million next year. You know, Aberlay's a free agent and Wemberg's a free agent um justin schultz is a free agent but so like and, and the free agent class for next year is very strong so maybe they're gonna tra- try to you know s- attract someone to come play for them but i do think that they really really need to get one of those guys to just emerge as a star
0: yeah i or i would bank been ben- ben- years is already proven that he he can stay in this league and be a guy um i think he takes another step forward high quality fan players as well as reality um Shane Wright, i think you know supplanting yamamoto at least is very doable um i haven't seen i mean i think i've only seen like highlights of like back in preseason and right looks okay um but, uh, yeah, I think time's running out on him being able to, uh, you know, become a mainstay. Well, he,
1: he was drafted a year ago. Like, I I, I think that – and also we have to keep in mind that he literally lost a season and a half because the OHL just didn't play in the 2020-2021 season. Oh, right. So, like, as much as I, you want to say, oh, fourth overall pick, you know, like just trade him quickly before, you know, like his value depreciates significantly. That's a real risk. That's a fireable offense if you F that up. Um, well, wow. because you, 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 like this was the consensus number one pick going into that draft, going into that year. And he fell and they were elated to get him at number four. And the other guys that were in that draft, Cooley and Nemec and Slavkovsky, all, would have been good options too. But to get Shane right, the consensus first overall pick going into the year at four overall was a massive boon for them. And he needs time. Look, you you could trade him. You better get back a lot. That's all I'll say, because he's going to be an NHL player, I think. And he's going to be a good one. And if you don't get enough back, that will be the end of your job in Seattle if you're Ron Francis.
0: Okay, but... The other side of that coin is he was fourth overall. Why isn't he, like, you yeah, have a shoe in to make this roster?
1: Well, as you said, they're very deep. Not really. Yamamoto
0: hasn't done anything.
1: Yamamoto just got signed.
0: I know. But, like, wouldn't they give their homegrown guy a real shot? Like, I mean, it is a real shot. But, like, Yamamoto has not done anything you're you were picked well, that. I- I to be a. Top I six. think that
1: this is this is a chronic mistake that other GMs and other teams have made in the past. Is that when you have a high quality prospect, a high qual uh, a player with very high potential, do you bring him in? You're going to scratch him for some games, and then you're going to play him. You know he'll play like 12 minutes in a sheltered role on the third or fourth line, or you're going to send him down to the HL or to the OHL and let him beast it up and actually work on refining his craft in a significant way to develop sitting in the press box or sitting on the bench and playing limited minutes is not a, a strong way to develop your game. So as opposed to sheltering him, so he gets to play against NHL competition versus, okay, go to the AHL. It's a step up in the competition that you played for, that you played against in Windsor last year. And, you know, you're the first guy up, you know, when, you Uh, Let's pick a name, uh, Brandon Tanev gets injured or Andre Burakovsky. um, You're the guy who's coming up and we're expecting you to be able to make an impact and start your season off right. Um, Like that's kind of, I I think that it makes more sense. If you're not going to play him legit, have him be one of the best players in the AHL at Coachella Valdez.
0: Was uh Jimmy Vesey a first rounder?
1: Jimmy Vesey was a third round pick 2012.
0: Third round
1: Nashville, I think he was 76th overall.
0: Jimmy Vesey, I thought he was a
1: he was just really high padded. Hmm.
0: Um. I just, I, okay. So if, even if the Kraken like want to trade him, why would they need? I mean, I don't think they should either. Um, I think they should just be a little more patient,
1: but uh, it's a tough call. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. If you're not going to give him pro time, then yeah, he's, he's not worthy of a top six role right now.
1: All right, so do you want to play him on the third line? I don't think that's smart.
0: I'd put him on the fourth and not sign Yamamoto.
1: But it doesn't make sense for him to play 10 minutes a game.
0: You're, but why not give him exposure to pro?
1: He's had exposure to pro. To pro.
0: But, like, guarantee, like, okay, look, you're the guy. Full season, will elevate you if we want to. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I Me mean, also, I think, keep in mind, I, I don't think Dave Haxtell, despite him being a coach that came from college, I don't find that he's particularly a good coach for young players. Like, if you look at their team, of the high-value regulars, like forwards, Yamamoto's 25, Tolvin is 24, Beniers is 20, and Collin's 24. Everyone else is 27 or above. Yeah. And on defense – their youngest defenseman is Kale Fleury at 24, and everyone else is 26 or above. Uh, I, I think he's more of a veteran's then. Vet. He's going to make the younger guys earn it. And Shane Wright hasn't earned it. Sure. And that could that could be something that needs to be rectified midseason if, you know, Seattle's struggling. And maybe they're going to fire Haxtell and bring someone else in, even though I think they just extended him.
0: Yeah, they're not firing him.
1: Mm-hmm. like i I don't think he's a phenomenal coach crut like they were good last year
0: they're a playoff. don't
1: him to win the jack adams or anything
0: you're you're right and the first thing I wanted to agree with when you when we started was they don't have that star like if they're down down a goal you know who's gonna take over or can will you know just will himself to getting that time goal but uh this is a i think it's a it's built for the playoffs like we saw last year they got signed. Yeah. Speed. They got good structure. Um. I think I think Hextall is fine, doing a fine job. I don't know. Mm. Um, um.
1: I mean, do you think that they are challenging for the division, or you don't see it?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, they they lost Burakowski early, and for the whole season, I think that was huge. If you know, and he looks good in preseason. Uh, from what I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I think they're definitely challengers for the division with the assumption that Vegas regresses the way we think. Um, I Right now, they're plus 3,900 for this, the Cup, and I don't know what their odds are for the division. I'm not going to put any money on them for the Cup. It's uh,
1: 1,100 on DraftKings for the division, last I checked.
0: Wow. I mean... I'm a, I'm more confident in their goaltending than in. Well, I do like I do really like what I saw out of Copley. And then you have the Edmonton situation. I think that's good value, you know. Sprinkle a little bit for the division. Um, I'm not. I I think right now, gun in my head, I would put like Edmonton.
1: Man. You letting Vegas fall all the way to the wild card spot? That's really the question.
0: No, I, I I I have Vegas in like the fourth spot, or well, I guess it's only three. Um, shoot. Then yeah, I have a, yeah wild card.
1: All right. As so a- who do you have next? Calgary or Vancouver?
0: Calgary. Um, Calgary. And- real down year last year. Um, they thought they were going to have Shillington back this year. doesn't look like it. Um, they also thought they would have Peltier He's out for, I don't, I think it's, a, I don't know. He had shoulder surgery. He's out for a while. Um, that's really unfortunate. I want to see if I could get him in fans yet. Good value, uh, projected good value um, in a rebound year uh, with Huberto. I, I think he'll probably get back to close to 100 points um, I think the change in coach can do wonders I think suitor horrible um that's not a hot take I think it's just, it's gonna be a feel good roster now that he's gone and they can breathe and um the one thing I do worry about is their um no, no, I don't have any major concerns, but they're not. So,
1: yeah, so I think, I think Calgary is a, like, you look at the roster. They have a Matthew Kachuk size hole in the roster that just has not been replaced by Jonathan Huberto. Like he's a good player. He'll get 60, 70 assists and a bunch of goals, but you don't have that guy. Who and we saw how good Matthew Kachuk was in the regular season and in the playoffs. And they only made the Stanley Cup and pushed it to six games because of Matthew Kachuk. Frankly, um, or sorry, the five games, my bad. Um, I think that this team is going to surprise. I think Coronado is a very strong player. Peltier, you said, is injured. Yeah it's unfortunate.
0: That long term, yeah. I was looking forward to having him uh,
1: and, much more depth. I think this, I think this is actually a big year for Dylan Dubé. um You know, he's from that historic twenty fifteen draft. um Good play, or he's he, sorry, he's from the twenty sixteen draft, late second round pick, and he's he's a good player. He's a, a very good two way guy who can score and he can defend, and he's he's just a pain in the ass to play against. Um, I, I think that, the, you know, there's a lo- lot, of off season noise with this team. And I think that they're just ready to play. Um, I think Ryan Huska is a very interesting bet for, um, Jack Adams at, I believe 35 to one on DraftKings, th- th- uh, th- 31, sorry. And, um, he, he had, it, it seems like they like him and it seems they'll play for him and, I think that that could really pay a lot of dividends for Calgary as they challenge for a playoff spot and potentially even a top three spot in the division. Like this team, the division is not as weak as it appears. It had a lot of underperforming last year. So, it's yeah. a question of Who in reality is what they were last year and who just had a bad year. Right. Um, I, I think also Elias Lindholm. It's a contract year. He was a Selkie finalist a year and a half ago. I expect him to return to that status and he's has um, 20 to one odds to win the Selkie and Bergeron's not there anymore. He's not around. So it's open. Yeah. So I think that that definitely is something to talk about. Um, the one interesting thing for me is of the seven defensemen on the roster, five of them are UFAs coming up. Panic, Zadora, Hannafin, plus Australian and Dennis Gilbert. So I would, I'm interested to see who extends, who possibly is getting traded. You know, there's things I could, you know, there's a lot of flexibility for um, Craig Conroy in his first year as General Manager for yeah. um, the team.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to do all they can to keep Hannafin. Um, he's just a quality D-man and hard to come by, uh, all-around skill guy. Um, as far as Duby goes, I—it's hard for me to put a lot of stock into, like, it's fantasy and reality. He bounces around the lineup. A guy—he's a valuable asset. He bounces around the lineup. He's like
1: there's Zach. He's like there's Zach Hyman type.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who who do you like better, Dubé or Mangiapane?
1: Oh, Mangiapane, because he can he scores. He is he he can score a lot. Right. I so, think they let, let, let I mean let us look at it like this. They put Mangiapane on the trade block right now, and they put Dubey on the trade block. Who's fetching a higher return? Despite right. Mangiapane being two years older and having an extra year of control, I mean. No, technically it's the same. They have the same amount of years of control. They're both two years away from UFA, just Dube needs a contract next year as an RFA. Um, I think Mangiapane would go for way more. Yeah. Like he, he's, he has the goals. He has the stats. Um, he, He's a very, very high-quality player that is a first-line winger for a lot of teams. 35 goals last year, two years ago, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like, Definitely not first line. Like not a shooing first line guy for me. But I mean I yeah, I mean I value money more and so I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in the food at this point. Cause he's probably closer to the third line guy, um when they take the ice next week. But that that's that fourth line is gonna be interesting. Um uh, a lot of a lot of young guys, um well is like what, twenty four or something, but um I'm, I'm eager to see how they do. And I'm eager to see how Marshall back.
1: I mean, well, it's interesting. I think that they don't have, they they don't have any of those like classic meat of potato players. So just like, they're very simple in terms of, I have one or two jobs that's it. But Like they have a bunch of top nine guys and young guys and Dewar and Ruzica, maybe they are those fourth line guys, but it could be that like, they need to, tinker around with you know who's around like Kevin Rooney they signed in the offseason uh who is that type of guy and um they sent him down uh and Dryden Hunt they have you know who they traded at the deadline for last year with Toronto and he's also that type of guy and he's the minors um so I'm interested to see uh what they do with their fourth line is it they're you know one of these dynamic offenses that just explodes and does stuff and you know they're four lines deep in terms of skill or are they going to target some more uh physical defensive type of forwards penalty killers I guess you know people would call them to short to kind of you know fill out the roster and create more depth into in all of those different facets
0: yeah that is interesting kind of fork in the road for them to think about. Um, yeah, right now I, I don't, um, I see a lot of, you know, progression rather than, oh, okay, last year's going to be kind of what they are. Um, and like I said, I think Huberto approaches hundred points. I think he's going to shoot more than frankly he ever has. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a reversal of uh, philosophy, and that in that realm. But I mean, not he's not going to take anything away from his playmaking. The guy can pass with the best of them. So I have high expectations for him. In um, the division, uh, it's just so hard because you're like, wow, that that year stunk. Um, are they is Markstrom really gonna rebound and be what he was two years ago he can obviously um projecting him to be you, top of the division it's hard
1: I mean with with markstrom it's it's like so interesting because he really like there's just like a few – like if you go and you like search up like the bad moments of last year bad goals let up like he's on he's on he has a Bunch of bad blunders, but he doesn't make those blunders. They're in the playoffs, yeah. Like they, they were out by a point or two. Um, I think he's in rebound, I think he's in rebound, and like it's just about like trust your G, you don't need to play the puck, don't leave your net exposed. That's just foolish, right? Yeah, and he'll be fine. And they have Ladar also, who he was high quality for them. Uh, uh, as well, let's
0: see. Yeah, they were a couple points out of the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, a couple terrible decisions cost them. So and with all that crap going on in the background, so yeah, I mean, projecting them to get the get to the playoffs, I don't think is crazy. The division, right? I don't, th- I don't see it.
1: Yeah, it's unlikely, but I think that I still like Huska for Jack Adams, like. He at thirty to one odds.
0: On, like I it's... think, I, I think that's an interesting, uh, intriguing play there. I don't hate it at all. Um, we can uh, head over to Vancouver, uh, West Canada, of course. Um, uh, they lost McAvoy to an injury. Um, cuts into their depth. Uh, they added. Peronick in the middle of the season. I liked that. Didn't really do anything,, uh, but I think it will be a nice tandem if he gets to play with Hughes, even if he doesn't. Uh, I think it's a good solid pickup.
1: Yeah. I don't think those two will work well together.
0: No, I mean, I I mean, I, I just think it'd be interesting, but probably not. Uh, that's probably why they're they brought, in,
1: they brought in Susie, yeah, which I think is actually an important addition for them. Like they need. They needed a defensively responsible guy.
0: Yeah, I love Susie. I love what he did in Seattle, and I think it's a huge pickup for Vancouver. I think it's going to be perfect addition. Right. Um, as far as the forwards go, they, of course, um, they retained JT Miller and Brock Besser. And kind I of was surprised at the uh, – well, not JT Miller, but, I mean, it was a surprise they held on to Besser at the trade deadline last year.
1: Um, I thought they, I thought both of them were gonna go. Like from what the rumors were, like it sounded like he was going to Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, it was. I was surprised. Um, but they did send. Um, who do they send to uh, Islanders? Um, why am I blanking? Um,
1: <laughs> oh vet
0: Yeah, Beau Horvat, of course. Um, So, and they got Beauvillier back uh, in that trade. He did okay. Um, It's featured on their power play off and on. Um, Kuzmenko was great last year. Um, They added Pia Suter as well down the middle to be that uh, bottom six center, probably third line. Teddy Bluger. As well, comes over from well, I guess his last he was, week, Vegas.
1: He was, he's suitor. He he's like a quality guy. Like he he was decent in Chicago. Now, yeah, I don't I, know what happened in Detroit, but
0: yeah, I, I don't know either. I he was he was he was alright in Chicago. Yeah, um, so I think quality quality addition. Um, I do wonder. Who are they gonna have? DJ Seppi DJ Zepi is a solid player, but I'm he's probably more of a fourth line and third line. Um Niels Hoglander. St- niels I o- like Stadnica. Stunica as well. Um but yeah. Looks like it's a battle between Stunika, Aman, and uh mm. Joshua to make that fourth line. Mm.
1: Do you mm. think that uh, I think that there's a couple guys on the roster who they're in need of a massive bounce back here or and for them to challenge and to step the playoff spot, they need these guys to be better. Like, and it's tough to say Kuzmenko be better because he was really good last year, but do you think he has another year? And the other guy, um, I, I think like Patterson, Besser, and Garland, all we're not good. Not good enough, definitely, I guess you could say. So what are your thoughts on those guys? We're all eating into a significant part of the roster.
0: Um, you said Pedersen, Garland,
1: Besser. and Besser. Besser.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know about Garland. Like the guy is kind of limited by his stature, I guess you could say. Um, but mm-hmm um you know he plays hard he makes he can make plays he's a pretty streaky player um besser i think has a better year i think he's gonna have a good year this year um i think he could get good value for him in, in fantasy petterson i thought he had a pretty good year
1: i think he's gonna have a, a massive year this year in my
0: opinion yeah i, I think he takes a I think he elevates for sure, so we're in agreement. Yeah,
1: like uh, he's yeah, yeah, plus two fifty to score forty goals.
0: Yeah, he had thirty and
1: twenty five to one to score fifty, which I think could happen very conceivably.
0: Uh, I don't know about fifty, dude. Like, because Manko shoots a lot.
1: I mean, but scoring is just up league wide. Like, and if, if he's healthy, he plays eighty-two games. Like, look at look at the numbers that he scored in partial season. Um, like over over his you know set six or seven years, he hit thirty-nine last year in eighty games. I think he could hit higher than that. You know, in a better system.
0: This is his sixth year.
1: In his sixth year. About
0: yeah. Him. Um, he shot. He shot 15%. It's really good. Um, over, yeah.
1: I, I think 40 is a lot. 40, I think, is a lot. Yeah. I could. 50 is a little bit more of a long shot. I just think he could do it.
0: And as far as Kuzmenko goes, uh, also, it's, a contract
1: here. it's a contractor. It's a contractor, also.
0: For which one? For Patterson. Yeah, I. Again, I think it. It goes back to his line mates, like Kuzmenko. Maybe I'm just. I'm just not gonna sprinkle anything on (laughs) fifty. I just can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Uh, It's it's a little bit more of a long shot. I acknowledge it. Just you know, something that you know I saw value.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm no argument there. So, yeah, if you want to sprinkle a little bit on that, wouldn't hate it. Um, I guess something to go against the Kuzmenko argument is that he shot 27% last year, which is absurd. Um, but I think that's just uh, he's a good, he's got a great shot. Um, he was, uh,
1: there's no way he does that again.
0: No, I just don't think 40. 40- Goals is, uh, you know, like an aberration. I think he he's he was a scorer in the KHL, like and, he, and it translated. Um, he was. It's not like he didn't pass it either. He had you know a seventy five point guy. Um, maybe doesn't get forty, but I would not be surprised if he repeats. You know, gets around like 37, 38, thirty eight, three. Um, yeah, that twenty seven percent is kind of insane. But he also had less than 200 shots on goal. So um, I think both, I think that shot total goes up, shot percentage goes down, but I think it's kind of, you know, cancels out. Um, So I, I I don't, I just, it's so hard to project this team um, with their current roster.
1: Here's the way I see it. The team's not making the playoffs. Unless Thatcher Demko wins the Vesna, <laughs>
0: yeah, that uh... it's, it's the
1: only it's the only way it's the only way I see it. If he just elevates that he is hosting nine twenty five nine thirty eight percentage steals them five to ten games, is just a unbe- unbelievable unbeatable wall. They're in, and if not, then. It's not his fault. It's just the roster is too flawed.
0: Yeah, they don't have a lot of defensively responsible guys.
1: Yeah, I see Susie. Hole is kind of defensively responsible. I meant like... And Myers the- is kind of defensively responsible.
0: I meant like on the forwards. Oh, you
1: say four on the forwards? Um, yeah, I mean, I see Joshua Bluger... Um,
0: but, I mean, on their top six and top, top nine, like.
1: Not you know. great. It's not yeah. great.
0: So, hard for me to put them in a playoff spot. But last year, up. I don't even remember how many points they ended up with. It was uh, 83. Mid-
1: it, 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 yeah, it was since mid-80s.
0: Yeah. Um. Somehow ended up better than the Blues, but the, the Blues were –
1: they were really bad.
0: Dumpster fire. Um all right. We can uh switch to the last two teams. Uh one team is a lot more interesting than the other. Um and uh both
1: interesting. <laughs> no. Say it again. Well you, you don't think San Jose is interesting? <laughs> no. Why not? I mean, okay, well, let's do okay, Anaheim, what? and we'll get San Jose. All right, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anaheim, I want to address first. Uh, they lost, or they added Kalorn, but they lose him to injury. He'll be out, like, a month or two. Uh, they just signed Terry and Ziegris. Ziegris more recently, like, yesterday. Um, they get uh, Jamie Drysdale back from injury, and question mark on if Gibson will stay there still so um, easy write off for playoffs they're not sniffing the playoffs and I don't have many thoughts other than that other than Zegris and Terry need to take big steps in terms of
1: they brought Gudison
0: yeah but he's injured too I think also injured I believe so
1: Um, so so Anaheim definitely is interesting, as you said. Um, I think that there's a lot of very neat pieces here. Um, I think that you know, based off of the reporting from uh, 32 Thoughts, I'm not sure if you listened to them, um, they were discussing in June that the coach is Greg Cronin, who they brought in as the coach, he's not the coach of the future. He's a stopgap. Their coach of the future is European guy who they brought into coach in San Diego. Um, I think that they, you know, it's interesting. I think that this is their last year probably of being okay, being bad. Um, you know, they, they have money coming off the books in Henrique and Silverbird. and, um, plus all of their defensemen, not named Fowler or Gudis, need new contracts next year. I think they need to sign Jamie Drysdale for as long as they can. I think that getting into a massive negotiation where feelings get hurt is foolish. I, I'm a very high on him. I think he's... I, I think he's Makar Fox level in terms of offensive upside. Well, let's that's, that's personal opinion. <laughs> what? Let's see it. What's the I, I didn't catch what you said.
0: Oh, I was saying let's see it.
1: Let's see. Yeah. I mean, and, and he has to be healthy and he has to perform, and that's for sure. But like this guy is very, very talented. And you know, they have the they have the centers in there that they've drafted in the previous drafts of McTavish and Carlson. Um, they have Zegers, who I think is a winger long-term, uh, just based off of who you, the other guys who have, um, and their D and their D that they have, they have Drysdale. They have, um, three really strong prospects who they brought in over the past few drafts. Um, I think they all won like defensive player of the year awards where they were in, uh, Pavel Minchikov and Jackson Lacombe and Owen Zellweger. All of them really, really high quality. I so like it seems like their future at D is set. Um, they need guys to take a step. Like Terry took a step, they paid him. Uh, they brought in Kalorn, you know, to mentor these guys and show them how to win. Um, they need guys. Even if Gibson is just regressing and not good, even if you know, the the this this needs to be a positive place to play, a place that oh, free agents are want to come play in Anaheim. And that's really the goal is to just establish yourself as a desirable place to play, a joyful place to play. And if and and if that's accomplished, I think this is an accomplish this is a successful season for the Ducks.
0: Yeah, I've heard going west is just a pain. pain.
1: Yeah, there's more travel.
0: Right. And you and you I,
1: practice this and then you could go Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I've not heard great things about the Honda Center, but uh that's just California, in a nutshell, as far as sports fandom goes. Um, And this team was like, you know, a cup contender for like the mid 2000s on. So 10
1: years since they won the cup in 06 and 07. They were, they were contender for 10 years.
0: Right. And I think, I think they made the great, a great call drafting Carlson. I think he's going to, he's going to be a great player. Um
1: McTavish
0: McTavish has to take some steps. Um I think they do trade Henrique. I thought they would trade him last year or in the off season. Um Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I think Vetrano could score, you know, thirty um <clears throat> with Kalorn out.
1: I mean, you think is scoring thirty goals?
0: Twenty five at least.
1: Based off of what? Like, I think his career high, is it even 20?
0: I think he got there.
1: Yeah, he hit 24 for Florida. He had 22 last year in Anaheim. I guess, yeah, 25, I guess, is doable for sure. 30, I think, is a lot, unless he's put into a very prominent role. I mean, like, Leo Komarov scored 20 goals, so it's definitely doable for a lot of these guys if you're in the right role.
0: I just like him with Carlson, and then if you know, like I said, Kalorn's hurt, so he'll get right. more. So. Um, so I'm 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 speaking from like a fantasy depth pr- uh,
1: perspective, like oh, I, said, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, as I far as
1: in the last five rounds,
0: yeah, something like that. Um, uh, this team is tough if you're in a plus-minus league, of course. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah something to be aware of. Uh, but yeah, I think they're just vastly more interesting than San Jose. That's kind of okay.
1: where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. I just think San Jose is also interesting. Um, I, I think that while they did not get back what they wanted or what they were reportedly asking for, for Eric Carlson, they brought back some pieces. What they got back for Timo Meyer was also an interesting return. Zadina, I liked as an addition. I think that fresh start, that could work out. Um, and, you know, like, they brought in Duclair, and they brought in um, – there was another guy who they Mike. brought in, Giovanni Smith. Michael. Like, this team is not making the playoffs. We, we can both agree on that. This team is probably not finishing higher than seventh in the division. However – there's a lot of guys here. There's a lot of, you know, players who have value, who they could trade. Uh, uh, Mike Greer has, you know, a lot of flexibility in terms of the roster. There's um, two guys at forward signed beyond next year in Couture and Hurdle. And I think Couture actually might get traded because he's 34 and he's still good. Uh, And the defense, like, you know, like he this team is kind of a pretty plain canvas for him to play with and shape in his image. So that's what interests me is who's staying, who's going, and who's performing.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I also see Couture being traded. I see Hurdle being traded as well. That's uh, a
1: tougher one. Hurdle's tough.
0: Yeah, because didn't yeah. they just give him money?
1: They just gave him money. He's a full no-move, and he's signed to a pretty reasonable contract. Um, I don't think Hurdle is going to get moved, at least not yet, unless he has to be. Like I think signing him was a mistake. They should have traded him. But now you signed him, you're kind of stuck with him. But I think – Unless you have a team like Seattle or like Nashville or insert a team that needs a bona fide top six center – that's willing to take on the money long-term and you cannot retain on a deal that has another six or seven years on it. That's just not acceptable. Carlson was a very unique case. Um, Like, I just don't think that there's a pathway to making a functional trade in terms of retention, in terms of the no move, in terms of value.
0: Yeah, because I but think- Couture,
1: I think, is simpler.
0: Definitely. And the asking price for Hurdle would be astronomical because Ah, the high prospects would be necessary to offset all that. Well, the long term um, contract and then Mm -hmm. uh, the money as well. But uh, Mike Hoffman, I don't know what contract he's on, but
1: He, he has a year left. Every LeBanc, Hoffman, Duclair, Kunin, Barabanov, Oscar Lindholm. All are need a new contract next year, only Kunin has is still an RFA with Arbrights. Oh, and Zadina also has Arbrights next year.
0: Yeah, so I think Hoffman and Duclair are probably temporary. Um, mm-hmm. and then trade candidates. Would you say Barbanov as well?
1: Barbanov, yeah, I would say he he is a modified no trade, but I'm sure that you know. Come February, he'll definitely wave to go to a bunch of different places yeah. uh, to be a middle six winger, try to contend, you know. Um, and maybe he comes back. Maybe he stays where he goes. Um, but, like, he, he definitely has value. He's 29. He's shown that he's an NHL player. I would, I would say he's probably not in San Jose at the end of the year. Yeah. Oscar Lindblom, too. He's 27. Like, he's definitely a third-line left winger. Kills penalties that's the really responsible
0: yeah I mean Barbonov almost put up put up 50 points last year he's got some value
1: for but- sure <clears throat> even even the guys who are signed to, who have two years like Nico Sturm or Mikael Granlund, they could they could definitely turn into valuable assets for them and like this could be a very youthful team come March. yeah. Um, and they have a bunch of guys in the minors who they're good. Thomas Portolo, he already made his debut with the team. I, th- not sure, I think he signed last season, like, I think he was in the minors the whole last year. Um, but he, he's he's someone who put, he's knocking on the door. Ozzy Weisblatt, he's knocking on the door. It was draft first round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, Brandon Coe, I think, was a second round pick. Um, like, the I think that they definitely need to bring they need to bring in a lot of assets. Picks, prospects, take on whatever contract you need to, doesn't matter because you're not gonna be good anyway. It's just about value. Find value. Oh, you know, you could be the new you know, the new Arizona. Arizona probably doesn't want to take on all these stupid contracts anymore. You could do that. And you'll be very well offered and you'll be compensated for it very nicely. I mean, the owners need to be on board with the money. That's really the main part. Right. Um, in terms of the roster construction, the only, there's one thing. You know, actually, I have a friend who he's from San Jose. Um, you know, we were in school together and he now lives in Florida. Um, so he's like, you know, the, the the wayward Sharks fan on the East Coast. Is Vlasic's contract movable? Because he's not good. No, and he has two more years after this one at seven million dollars. Like even at fifty percent, can you get rid of him? I doubt it. Maybe Edmonton, like like they need a guy, doesn't help them.
0: I just I don't see his value on either side of the blue line.
1: I, I I agree with you, but we have to like put on the the hockey man hat of you know. You know, this guy, you know, he's a Team Canada guy, four-member four of Team Canada and all those different things. He was good. Maybe you put him with someone else, fresh, you know, new new coat of paint, you know, new environment, and reinvigorates him. Like, you see it or not at all?
0: Uh, I think a, a similar situation was when Winnipeg got Brendan Dillon.
1: Um, That's a much worse, less – substantial contract
0: no i know but i mean like taking a guy who was on like pretty bad defensive group and put him with like a team that was more defensively responsible on it
1: i'm not right,
0: right. or i'm not saying it's a mirror image i'm just saying this is not like super old too
1: 36
0: yeah i don't i don't see it
1: shark for life
0: yeah <laughs> all right yeah um, we can wrap there. Uh we, of course, that was the Pacific division. I think, uh, I will close by saying, I think the biggest movement we'll see is, um, going to be out of Calgary. And then, uh, my projected slight hot take to win a division in Seattle. Um, cool. and where would you say you see the most? Uh, movement up or down?
1: Um, I think Vegas. I think Vegas, I don't think they're finishing top two in the conference, in in the division, and they may even be in a wild card spot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think the health is a really big deal, and they played into June last year. Um, That's less recuperation time. You know, I think that they're, they're a team that I really see taking a step back. Um, there, there was another, there were a couple other like over unders that I, you know, caught my eye that I forgot to mention just to, oh, throughout the show. Um, Kempe and Zegris both to score over sixty-seven and a half points. Uh, at the minus one fifteen,
0: that's really good value. Uh,
1: and Gibson was over eighteen and a half wins. I think he'll do it. Like. He, Anaheim or otherwise, like he'll get to nine, to twenty wins, I think. And that it'd be a cool, it'd be really bad if he didn't get there.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: Uh, and Dem- Demko was over twenty-seven and a half, and Markstrom was over twenty-nine and a half, and I think both of them will do that as well. Okay.
0: Um. The thing with with Gibson' health is the question as well.
1: Yeah, but I think that we're at the point where his contract is short enough that it's movable. And, like, honestly, he like he really should just get traded to Los Angeles. It just makes so much sense. Like, have Anaheim retain half of it. He stays where he lives. No change in his lifestyle, just who his teammates are. And, like, that just makes the most sense.
0: That would be awesome.
1: And, like, that would really help them. And that would really... If something like that would happen, I would literally put a bet on the Kings to win the President's Trophy.
0: That'd be so cool. That'd be, that wouldn't be so interesting. Um, then yeah, 20 would definitely be in play.
1: <laughs> right. So like, I think he's a quality enough goaltender that getting 19 wins is doable even on, you know, the sad reality of Anaheim, e- even in their sad reality. But He's really close. He's just close enough that I think he could just get moved. Like we're at that point. Um, he has three more years after this one at 6-4. It's not a crazy number. Especially if Anaheims willing to retain, which I'm sure they are to some degree. Yeah. And he's able to be traded to 21 other teams. Only his 10 teams that he can block a trade to. So I definitely think that, you know, those are some, you know, ideas of guys who I think that they could, you know, you know, you want to parlay them and you know you'll find value or something like that. Then you know, it'll work out.
0: I'm surprised Kempe's odds were that, uh, the way they are.
1: The numbers, the numbers that low. It should probably be in the seventies.
0: No, I know. I meant like I thought it would be closer to 200, like minus 200. Right. Um. No, I like all. Yeah,
1: I was. I, like yeah, I was a little shocked by it too.
0: I don't. I. I'm not fine. I'm not. It's not. Uh. It's not why I'm FanDuel. It's. It's hard to access the hockey ones. The, the hockey props. But mm. hockey props, I guess we're still a week out. So. And the NFL rules the world. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll wrap there. Um. Uh, that'll do it for. Dovey and myself, uh, but yeah, please uh, give Sports Ethos a follow, give us a listen, give us a shot at least, and uh, yeah, we'll be back.
1: Sorry, share with your friends.
0: Yeah, please share. We'll be back with Eastern Conference uh, before Thursday, hopefully.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Have a great day, and looking forward to chatting with all of you soon. Have a good one. Hey, Amen.